0: and welcome to the second tier betting your specialist podcast for punting on the championship you've got yourself a championship expert in me ryan dilks and your pro tipster it's only jimmy the punt jimmy how are you
1: hello yeah good thank you how are you doing
0: oh wonderful mate absolutely wonderful um cheltenham is going semi-well um Football's not going so well. We'll get (laughs) onto that very shortly. Uh, But yeah, been a good week for myself. Been a decent old week. Well, this is the second tier betting, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome along. What we're going to do is we're going to give you our best bets for the championship. This coming weekend, we're going to give you our nap, our next best bet, our long shot, and then finish things off with a tidy little treble right at the end. As always, please gamble responsibly. And when the fun stops, stop. Before we get underway, Jimmy, let's have a look at how we did in midweek. It was, unfortunately, another stinker for the two of us, wasn't (laughs) it? Yes, it is
1: tough old time to be betting in the championship and it's so unpredictable Fulham uh, Steve Bruce masterclass weren't it uh, West Brom 1-0 fully deserved uh, and then my next best uh, cocktail both teams to score in Bournemouth's game against Reading a bit of a strange one because so, since from when Bournemouth took the lead they just like it just faded in that game. Reading grew into it more and more and more and it was a great equaliser by Ince in the end. Uh, and then my long shot back to the full, uh, back to West Brom. V Fulham, I had a Mitrovic brace and the the curse sort of continues. I have never backed him this season when he has scored and I've backed him like a handful of times and he hasn't scored on <laughs> any of the occasions. It's just unbelievable coincidence. So yeah, I think probably a bit down uh, for midweek personally.
0: Yeah, I had an absolutely rubbish midweek. I had Fulham to win against West Brom, obviously didn't come in. I had both teams to score no and under 2.5 goals in Blackburn v Derby. That finished 3-1. Blackburn <laughs> scoring as many goals in this game as they have done this entire calendar year. So, all right. Then I had Nico Williams to have two shots on target. He had two shots. One of them was from the edge of the box. He's had all the time in the world and he just blazed it over. My life flashed before my eyes when he hit that. Um, so, yeah, it's not been a good week. Obviously, we didn't do too well at the weekend either which is irritating because we've probably got had a couple of new listeners over the past two episodes who are thinking who are these two jokers well (laughs) well, 2022 so far has been a great year for us it's just been the past two episodes where we've had nightmares haven't we
1: yeah it's been a bit rotten to personally around this time of the year i always go through a bit of a dip i don't know what it is that the games stack up, don't they? Over the winter, we're just coming into spring. I don't know if it's something to do with that. Injuries, turnover and in squad, the, the championship is can be cruel as it is, it's very unpredictable, isn't it? So, it, and yeah. it's just, I guess, it's just um, variance, isn't it? We, we've been doing above average, it was only going to balance out, I suppose. Just
0: how the cookie crumbles, isn't it? Yeah, to be honest, I doubt many people have had good betting weeks really because some of the results have really been shockers but uh, I think now's also a good time to remind anyone uh remind everyone really that if the betting's not going your way don't be afraid to have a breather of course it's Cheltenham this week as well I imagine quite a few people are losing uh, a fair bit of p on that but at the same time <laughs> if betting's not going your way don't be afraid to have a break and then mm-hmm. come back recharged have another go you don't want to be you know trying to make up for the money that you've lost because Nine times out of ten, that only goes one way. Uh, but nonetheless, if you are feeling responsible, then let's have a look at what bets we've got in the Championship this weekend. Jimmy the Punt, what is your nap for the Championship this coming weekend?
1: Yeah, a, a lot of people, the, the the way you're told to do it is when you, you look at the fixtures, before you do, you, you just sort of draw what price you want in your head uh, based on what you estimate a team. It can be your own data if you keep it or just based on what you've seen. Uh, I, I can't be asked doing that. I just look see if there's any prices that stand out, and this is certainly one that did for me. Luton, uh, twenty to thirteen to beat Hull away Uh it's six to four across most of the places, uh, and seven to five with sort of Betfair and Bet three six five, all worth taking, I would say. And I think we have spoke about it quite a lot. Uh, the disrespect towards Luton with with the bookies, they haven't for me. They, they underrate them every week and this is certainly the case and i can certainly get on board with this price even though they are away from home they come into this fixture off the back of a four 0 uh drubbing again uh, they the beat preston four uh, nil but the, it is worth saying their form has been a little bit patchy recently as many wins as losses in the last four but since the turn of the year 2022 they've played 15 in the league and they've won 10 two thirds i i counted that about three or four times because I, I thought i mean i kept miscounting it but they've won 10 of their 15 games this calendar year only fulham who've won 32 points over that period of taking more points than the hatters who've won 31 which is staggering uh they've only lost to sheffield united qpr borough and birmingham in that period i know birmingham uh, i don't know if they're a bit of a bogey team but the, uh, Lee Bowyer's side of fresh Luton both times they played him this season bit really of an outlier out of blue, of that,
0: though. isn't it? bit of an outlier. When you just you just listed the teams there and it was like, duh, 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 Birmingham, Birmingham. Uh, yeah, they, they do stand out a bit, don't they? But carry on.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. That's what I was just gonna say because I think the, the first time they played him, he ended five one to Birmingham. Just two and this the most recent time was 3-0 just two outliers no explanation from me Borough uh I thought Borough QPR they did more than enough to to share the spoils in those two games based on what I, what I saw Chef United uh I, I don't remember that game but the underlying data suggested they didn't deserve much from that um now to back aside side away from home in the championship I'm always skeptical to, um, even taking any side in the championship on the nose, we saw how how uh, treacherous it can be with Fulham. We was both really confident on them, but the reason the reason I I am pulling the trigger on this one and it's my nap is Luton have a staggeringly good record against newly promoted sides and the current bottom four. And um, and the reason I dissected it like this is I think uh, these results sort of um, sort of indicate how Luton go when that they are sort of like the impetus is on them to win. Uh, and you know what I mean? So like I use this dissection of games because it, it supports a similar game dynamic and just looking at how they fare basically against, in, in, in circumstances where they are expected to win. So you're looking, they, they, perhaps they're going to have more possession. They're expected to sort of dominate the ball and, and dictate how the game goes. Now Luton have played eight games against these newly promoted sides and the uh, four worst sides, currently in the league that's peterborough barnsley derby hull blackpool and reading they've won seven lost none drawn one they beat peterborough three nil they beat barnsley one nil and two one they drew two two to derby beat them one nil as well they beat hull one nil in the reverse they beat blackpool three nil and they beat reading two nil and i think that that's absolutely crucial in in if you if you're going to follow me on, on this tip because it, it just shows how dominant they are in these fixtures, Um to be honest, I, I I haven't got a great deal to say about Hull. Uh, I, I I when they uh changed the manager, uh, got rid of McCann, I was sceptical of, of how that transition would go. I I I, I uh, tweeted I thought there was worth a, a small play in the in to be relegated because if they didn't have, hit the ground running, they could be cut a with with the current bottom four. But to be honest, the the, the transitions they've done okay, but I just think. With the form Luton are in, the, uh, the bookies have disrespected them a little bit and I'm more than happy to take them uh, around six to four.
0: Yeah, well, this goes back to what I think we were saying in the um, in Monday's episode, Jimmy, when we were talking about how West Brom are, are a side who probably get a bit of a kind gig from the bookies. Obviously, mm. West Brom did win in the end, so that point's a bit <laughs> irrelevant. But Luton are a side who get a bit uh, of a of a tough gig from uh, the bookies when it comes to the odds and they always seem to have a bit of value there it is interesting you look at who Hull have actually won against in um, the past how many games is it the past 10 games I think it is maybe 11 and they beat Peterborough Peterborough aren't great Um, and then the other team they beat was Coventry in midweek and they were very fortunate in that game. So, yeah, I think there's definitely value to be had there as you say Luton really in unbelievable form this calendar year. Um and I think yeah, I'd be 100% on board with that one myself. My nap this week is Millwall to win away at Stoke, 23 to 10 at Sky Bet. Millwall having a right good go at the playoffs. They've got 18 points from 24 games and are the form team in the division right now. They travel away to a Stokes side who are seriously, seriously struggling. But starting with Millwall, they've been rock solid at the back. One goal conceded in seven games. A remarkable tally. And in that time, only one team has managed to create more than one expected goal against them. It's been the foundation for this run that they've been on. And I did have my concerns about how they were doing at the opposite end of the pitch because they weren't creating an overwhelming amount of chances in games by any means. That was until they won against a Huddersfield side in midweek who had gone 17 games unbeaten. Millwall dominated them and could have scored, honestly, three or four. They made them look like a mid-table side. And this is Huddersfield who were second not too long ago, weren't they? Um, It's difficult to see Millwall's good form being ended away at a Stokes side who have been really really poor. Just two league wins this calendar year. That includes two points from a possible 18 in their last six games. It's led to growing calls for Michael O'Neill to be sacked. Personally, I don't think he should be, but it wouldn't surprise me if he was because it's getting a bit toxic at the Bet365 Stadium. And I can see it being really hostile on Saturday as well. Mill will, will love that. They'll love this kind of atmosphere. Gary Rowett going back to his old club, didn't leave on the best of terms, he will relish this kind of opportunity. And this it's the kind of game that he knows how to manage as well. Get the home fans frustrated, nick a goal or two, and then just kill the game by shithousing it, basically. So ultimately, you have got two sides here at different ends of the form table. And I'm not sure how the team at the right end of it is more than two to one to win this game and the team at the wrong end of it is favoured. So that is my nap for this coming weekend. My best bet, Millwall to win away at Stoke, 23 to 10 at Sky Bet. Let's go on to your next best bet then, Jimmy. What have you got?
1: Funny because it was going to be Millwall to win, but um, I went for something else in that game which contradicted it. But I was just listening to what you're saying and I, I forgot it's laced with a bit of narrative as well, isn't it? Oh, yeah, Mm. it looks great. Great price, that. But for my next best, I've gone um, Barnsley with a goal head start on the Asian handicap. That's at 23 to 25 with bet 365. Um, That's for um, Sheffield United's game against Barnsley, by the way. And basically, that means that the bet will win if Barnsley win, draw. Uh, You'll get your money back if they lose by one, and it, it loses altogether if they lose by more than one. And I'll start with my club, Sheffield United. They, they look on the ropes at the minute, really, really tired. The squad's decimated. Um, at Blackpool on Wednesday, there was nine um, unavailable through injury. And these are nine key men. It's uh, McGoldrick's out for the rest of the season, McBurney, um, Ben Davies, uh, Davis, Bogle, Jack O'Connell, Brewster, Baldock, Fleck, all unavailable. Uh, and on the bench, there was only the only senior players was Hulken and, and the goalkeeper Davies. Uh, so that just sort of indicates just that just the lack of depth available at the minute. Um as for why the injuries, there's there's been a lot of complaints about the training facilities. It's a heavy pitch that they they, they they can't always the pitches just aren't always in a fit state to train there, which means they do have to train at Bramall Lane Sometimes and that just cuts it up which doesn't really suit the way uh, Heckerbottom wants to play. Uh, And also, the schedule has been relentless for United. I remember around the Christmas period, we had a run of three or four games and we uh, called off for COVID. I think we sort of went a few weeks without playing a game and they've all stacked up in February. They had a goal disallowed against Blackpool, but it was a tired performance, one that lacked creativity. Um, And just just sort of like uh, juxtaposing that with Barnsley, they're flying at the minute. Um, only one loss in the last six. Uh, they beat Borough in that time and they held Fulham. Now, Fulham probably probably should have won that game, but nevertheless, a, a draw against the best side in the division just sort of goes a little way to to sh- uh, showing the, the incredible turnaround that's gone on in, uh, off in, at Oakwell recently. Um, the front sort of, Free. I know it's not literally a front free, but Morris, Bassi and uh, Keane are flying. They look, they look really, really good. Um, I know that they're sweating on the fitness of Morris a little bit because he, he he limped off uh, in in the midweek game. But um, yeah, that uh, that front free is just added a little bit of creativity into. Let's not forget what was a really good outfit last season. Um, but the the overriding thing here for me is the the, the theory is. I don't think you should have such such a a rank outsider in any derby. The the only because we we know how they are. They're tight. The they're kg attritional, um, especially this season with the fans back. That you you don't get many that are that are separated by two, three, four goals. Perhaps the only exception to this is the Manchester derby. But City are, City are the best team in the world right now, so that's expected. But I think. Barnsley to win at 13 to 2, the, the golfing price between the two sides is too large. And head to head results isn't really something you should look at because the circumstances change drastically in football on a weekly basis. So going back years to, to base bets on isn't really a sustainable way to gamble. But I think it just does it just sort of support the point I'm saying. Because if you look at the last sort of five uh, South Yorkshire derbies between these sides, th- this bet has landed um in three and you've got money back in the other two. Uh, and I just think that's because those games have set those games have they've been they played each other in League One, they played each other in the championship. I think those games stretch back to 2017. It it just shows that, that these these games are rarely, there's rarely much between the two sides. And you can get Barnsley with a goal head start at almost even money. I think it's 1.92 in decimals. Uh, so the bet would only lose if Sheffield United win by two goals or more, and, and just given given how how tight they are for players, that there could be uh, there'll be nine nine missing for this again. There'll be a bench full of kids. I don't think this is going to be a thrilling game. I don't think there's going to be much separating these sides. So taking Barnsley with a goal head start on the Asian handicaps, my next best bet.
0: Yeah, I did look at Sheffield United this weekend and think to myself, they look very, very short, considering they have hit a bit of a roadblock recently. As you mentioned, injuries have not helped at all. So, yeah, I, I definitely thought Sheffield United were uh, on the short side. My next best bet this weekend is Derby to win at home to Coventry, 21-10 to at Bet365. We've mentioned quite a bit recently that Derby's away form is dire. That's because in comparison to their home form, it's very good. Um, the home form's very good, I should say. And I fancy them to bounce back against Coventry in the early kickoff on Saturday. Derby have lost just three times at prior part of the season. They've won six out of their last eight home games. And it's the reason why they're still alive in the fight to stay up. And it's no overreaction to say that this is a must-win game for them. If they don't win here, their chances of staying up are looking bleak. And I think Wayne Rooney will say just as much so he knows what's at stake here. They'll fancy their chances against Coventry as well. Admittedly, quite an unpredictable side. They've lost three out of the last four, but the one they did win was against Fulham. So makes sense of that one. Uh, but Derby know that they've got to get three points here because they haven't got uh, much time left to try and make up the gap on Reading. And if they're not getting points away from home, then this is going to have to be the kind of game where they do get three points from. Coventry were a bit unfortunate to lose to Hull in midweek, but I would still have Derby down as favourites here, yet the bookies have it down as Coventry. As I say, just three home losses all season for Wayne Rooney's boys. So I think 21 to 10 is a big, big price. So that's my next best bet for the weekend. It's Derby to win at home to Coventry, 21 to 10 at Bet365. Anything you want to add there, Jimmy?
1: It's good to see Ravo Morrison um, getting regular minutes and adding goals to his game. He's been a tormented player throughout his career, and I think it's it'll be crucial to to Derby's sort of as they, they hit hit into the business end of the season because you can they, they've shown that they can be tough to beat, particularly at home. But they've lacked that bit of quality, and if Tom Lawrence isn't on tune or absent, they've really struggled to for create uh, in terms of creativity. So yeah, I, I like that, and I think. Um, they are certainly a touch too big. And like you say, they, they, whenever we, there's been a few games there, this season where we, we've, uh, it's sort of been said that if they don't win, they're down and they've always delivered. So, yeah, I, I like that. I think that's a
0: price worth uh, taking on. Absolutely. What's your long shot then, Jimmy?
1: Yeah, he's back to Stoke versus Millwall. Um, <laughs> contradicting myself because uh, I do love Millwall's price, but there's... Um, I couldn't resist Lewis Baker at 13-2 to two to score any time. That's with Bet365. Now, bookies inconsistent inconsistency in terms of prices across the different ones is always an exciting thing um, for me. And he's as short as 5-2 to two with Boyle sports. So it's a nice sort of foundation to, to build an excuse to, to back him on. He's um, been the Potters' one, if not one of the Potters' standout performances since joining in mid-January. He scored seven which is already the the second highest total for any Stoke player. He's got one assist. He's got the third highest shots per game, averaging 1.6, and he ranks second for key passes per game, which is mightily impressive as it is, but considering he plays in the heart of midfield, it's even more so. Um, as I said, he scored seven goals. That's in 12 starts. He's got three in his last three. Um, and, that, and only Jacob Brown... Uh, has scored more for Stoke this season, although the latter, he, Brown, he's a striker and he's played 1,350 minutes more than Baker, which is staggering. Um And just touching on that sort of goals per 90 um, average that Baker boasts, it's 0.57, I think, at the minute. So if you were to base his price purely off that, anything north of Evens, would represent sufficient value here and that's just i know i know that there's more to the bet than that but it just if you it's just it, it's just absolutely nuts because it, it's just I, it's just it's just consistently scoring i think he's also on free kicks um and and given his position and, and the nature of some of his goals have been uh, that have been an absolute world is I, I was skeptical to to take this on at first because um it just I, you don't see many consistent goal scoring midfielders in the championship, and um, but yeah, he, he, he's, like I say, he scored three in his last three. He, he just keeps scoring. I think it's worth. I think it's worth taking taking this uh, this price with bet three six five as long as it as long as it sticks around. Because um, the next best price available for this game is with Betfair. That's ten to three, which is considerably shorter. So um, yeah, even even if he doesn't score from now until the end of the season. I'm quite. I'm happy. I'm happy backing a loser because the the bet three six five price is just on its own. So uh, yeah, Baker, uh, Louis Baker, anytime thirteen to two with bet three six five. That's in Stoke's game against Millwall.
0: Yeah, Baker's goal scoring run has really come out of nowhere. He's, I think he he's well. He's scored in seven of his last twelve games. And mm. it's not like he's getting in the box either. Most of those goals have been 30 yard screamers. Um, so yeah. it's a remarkable run that he's been on. But uh, yeah, he keeps finding the net. So 13 to 2, you may as well have a pop, might you? My long shot is Carlin Grant, first goal scorer at West Brom's game away at Bristol City, 11 to 2 at bet 365. Um, and Grant's found a bit of life for the baggies all of a sudden. He's probably one of the handful of West Brom players who will come out of this season with any credit. He's not been prime Pelé exactly, but 13 goals for the season is not a bad tally considering he's got more than double any of his teammates who have been really misfiring in front of goal. But the big factor for this bet is he's changed position. He's playing centrally again after being shifted out onto the wing initially under Bruce, but it suddenly clicked with him back through the middle, and West Brom have found a bit of form. They beat Fulham in the week, drew with Huddersfield at the weekend, and things are starting to look up again for the Baggies. Carl uh, and Grant relishing the position change as well. Three goals in his last three games. In that time, he's been by far. Highest player for expected goals in each of West Brom's games, and he looks good value to get on the score sheet again here. And I think 11 to 2 represents that he's 7 to 2 elsewhere, so uh, 11 to 2 at bet 365 for Colin Grant to score first. Massive, massive value in my eyes. Uh, let's do the treble then, Jimmy. What we've done is we've combined my nap. Jimmy's nap and my next best bet for a draw no bet treble for the weekend. Derby, Luton and Millwall all draw no bet. £10 pays £79. Of course, you get the insurance. If any of those teams draw, because we do see them as all outside, well, the bookies see them as outsiders anyway. Um, If any of those games finish as a draw, then it's void and it will just carry on with the other two. So that's £10 pays £79, Luton. Derby and Millwall draw no bet in the championship this weekend. Before we go, then, Jimmy, can I get you to round up your bets for the championship this weekend?
1: Yeah, my nap is Luton to beat Hull. Uh, you can back that at 20 to 13 with SBK. My next best is Barnsley with a goal head start on the Asian handicap. Uh, that is 23 to 25 with bet 365. And my long shot is Lewis Baker to score at any time in Stokes
0: game against Millwall, and that's 13 to 2 with bet 365. Wonderful stuff. My nap is Millwall to win away at Stoke 23 to 10 at Sky Bet. My next best bet is Derby to win at home to Coventry 21 to 10 at bet 365. My long shot is Colin Grant, first goal scorer in West Brom's game away at Bristol City 11 to 2 at bet 365, and the treble is Derby, Luton and Millwall all draw no bet. £10 to pay £79 at a bet 365. I didn't say which uh, bookie that was at the start, did I? Um, so there we go. As always, please gamble responsibly and when the fun stops, stop. This has been the second tier betting. We won't be... Um, it's international break next week, isn't it? Yes. We may do something on Thursday's episode. Maybe we'll have a look at the... Um, outright odds for the rest of the season. But if we find no value, then we'll be back the week, the Thursday after, for the next round of Championship Games. But until whichever day we're back, this has been the Second Tier Betting. Jimmy the Punt, thank you for your time today.
1: My pleasure. I'm just uh, smiling. So much hope. I'm, I'm excited. All these. I really like all these picks. Both for us. We just, we just the championships. Just gonna break our hearts again.
0: <laughs> as long as we go, go in with optimism, God loves a trier. So this yeah. has been the second tier betting. I've been Ryan Dilks, and to you, listener, thank you for listening. <laughs>